Lewis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and it is Wednesday, so I'm just going to do a Wednesday discussion today. I, uh, I have a lot of things I want to talk about. Um, I'm in the middle of a lot of stuff, so I'll just kind of randomly address each topic. First is reviews. I, I recently did a review of A Better Tomorrow. Uh, it's a great movie. Uh, definitely check out the review if you want to learn more about it. I'm going to try to keep my reviews more linked now. So, um, I mean, I've always kind of done this. Like, there was a period where I did a bunch of Cho Yuen movies, and then I did a bunch of Chang Chan movies. And I like to kind of do that. I, I find that it's helpful, and it also, I think, is good because people will get, like, more exposed to whatever director or actor it is that I happen to be uh, focusing my reviews on. Um, so... Uh, so now I'm, I'm doing some John Woo movies and, uh, and I'm going to do maybe two more, I think. So I'll probably do the killer and, and then I think I'm going to end the John Woo reviews with the last hurrah for chivalry. Now I already did review that on the blog page, but I, there's a lot that I want to talk about with that one. And I think it ties in nicely with these other ones. It's slightly different genre. This one's Wuxia. It's a period piece. It's, um, it's, it's, it's one of his earlier movies, so it doesn't quite have the style that you may associate with him but it addresses so many of the same themes and i think it addresses them really well like the the, the whole friendship and brotherhood thing i really like the way that it's handled in that movie and 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 it, it kind of poses a question about friendship and then i like its answer i like i like uh i like sort of the conclusion that it that it reaches at the end so i will um I, I will I will probably cap the reviews with that. And so the, what that's going to mean is I might do the killer and then one more of a of a later John Woo movie and then go back to the last hurrah for chivalry. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. I'm still sort of debating that. And then from there, I don't know exactly where I'm going to go. I know I want to do some more recent movies. Um, and then I want to do go back to some classics again and then get back into sort of the 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 the, the more slaughterhouse you know uh horror type stuff so so we'll see we'll see how how it unfolds but i'm trying to i'm trying to stick with the reviews regularly so that they're always coming out and my main purpose with the reviews more than anything is to kind of ex- number one you know if, if people saw the movie and liked it they can listen to the review and they you know they might be interested in my thoughts but mainly it's because i want to uh sort of share these movies with people so that they can uh have have uh you know people that haven't seen them um you know just so you know uh you know hopefully hopefully it's having that effect i think um uh one thing i learned early on though i when i when i when i first started posting my reviews i was raving about um you know like movies that i really liked and so i remember i talked a lot about come drink with me and i will be doing a podcast on that one but one of the things I realized about it is sometimes when you're really into a subgenre or, or, or older movies or films that maybe require a certain amount of explanation to appreciate, uh, you, can, you can oversell them to people. And then when they see them, you know, and they see how old they are and they're dated and all that, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't match the words that you use to describe it. So I'm a little more careful now. And I, and I, uh, and I, and I talk a little bit more about context and it's for that reason. I just, I don't want to oversell a movie and then have somebody see it and be like, well, this, you know, this totally blows. So, uh, I, I want to get people excited about the movies, but I want to get them excited and not set unrealistic expectations about a movie that was made in 1982. Um, and, and I notice that too, a lot of times, like I'll, I'll hear a review of a movie and the reviewer will paint these you know, paint this magnificent image of the film, and and then you go see the movie. You're like, that is not what I I heard you saying. So I I want to make sure that I'm as 
connected to the material as I can be. And and again, my main my main purpose for these reviews is to expose people to wuxia, expose people to some of these other genres, and um, and and also so so you know part of that too is I've now been before I tended to focus more on movies that were just part of like my movie library, like movies that I have on DVD that might not necessarily always be the easiest to acquire, and now I'm trying to focus a little more on accessibility so my my criteria for that now is if it's on amazon prime or if it's on netflix i'm going to try to review it if it's easily available on dvd or blu-ray like you can pick up the blu-ray for 14 bucks i'm going to try to review it sometimes i'll review a movie that isn't easy to acquire just because i think it's important or i like it enough but I'm, I'm i'm trying to do more movies that people are going to have an easier time tracking down so that they can enjoy the genre and kind of you know, and also, uh, you know, uh, if you don't have Amazon Prime, um, I, I, I would highly recommend that I have Netflix and Prime. And right now, Prime is where I do most of my my martial arts viewing. I get I get a little bit of it at Netflix, but they have so much there and they're putting up so many of these old Shaw Brothers movies. It's ridiculous. They put up um, I think they put up The Assassin fairly recently with Jimmy Wang Yu. And that is an outstanding movie. And that was one that I I remember I had trouble tracking down. I had to, I, had, I, I had to get a, I had to buy it on DVD, and it took me forever. Um, so I think they might have reissued it. Sometimes that happens. These movies they, they go through cycles, and sometimes they're available, sometimes they're not, um, and and sometimes they just disappear. So, um, so yeah. So uh, so you know, I, I would I recommend Prime if you're if you're interested in like kung fu and martial arts. Prime has a really great selection there, and um, and I, I that's what I've been doing. So, uh, and and again, the Assassin is, is is one that I would highly recommend. They have they have a lot of really cool ones. I should probably pull it up because there's a there's a there's a there's a bunch of great movies on Prime that I think are uh, are worth checking out. And I don't get any. I'm not like uh, paid to do any of this. This is I just I'm just like a member of Prime. So um, this isn't like an advertisement or something. Uh, but I think that uh, um, the Assassin is a really good one that that's that's an that's an amazing movie and it's a very early wuxia movie it's um it's 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 but it's got a really good story and the ending is magnificent the ending is just this really gruesome film they also have killer clans apparently which i didn't realize um but that's one of my favorite movies now that one is sort of a um it's 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 one of these movies that has a lot of characters to it and can be a little bit confusing when you first see it but it it looks gorgeous and and it um and 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 it and, it, and it's and, and it's and it's about like it's 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 wuxia with like a really strong kind of gangster vibe to it like there's the 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 martial sex in in that movie are are are, are a bit nefarious and cunning and the martial world is really grimy and that's why I like that movie. So I, uh, I, 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 you know, that one's apparently on there too. Um, and I think they have Golden Swallow with Cheng Pei They're getting a few more Cheng Pei movies up there. I think they, I think they have uh, Golden Swallow, and um, I'm pretty sure that I saw the Shadow Whip on there. Um, I'm trying to think of what else that what else I saw. They have Golden Swallow, the Shadow Whip. I think I might have seen. I know. I know. There's one other one, but I. Uh, it's a little hard for me to search it right now. But I. Uh, let me see if I can find it. Um, 
They have a movie called The Flying Dagger, which is pretty good. I think I reviewed that not too long ago. They don't have Come Drink With Me, but Come Drink With Me is available on Amazon Prime, I believe. It was uh, until recently. And that's that's a that's a classic wuxia movie. I, I I mean again, I was just talking about overselling it. It's it's one of the it's it's one of the early like new school wuxia movies from Shaw Brothers in the um in the late sixties. And so, uh, you know, it's you have to kind of understand in that context. It's a, it's an important movie. Um, that was one that was was like you know there was that one and there was a, there was a few others that came out just before it but they really reshaped the genre and so a lot of the wuxia that came after that is is all kind of hearkening back to come drink with me so if you see come drink with me there's a lot of stuff in there that you will recognize from later movies and uh and again Cheng pei pei is I, I think she's excellent in it it's a king who movie and king who is 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 a good director he's a really he, he he's one of these directors who has like a real vision and a uh, you know the the cinematography is always gorgeous, and there's usually like an underlying you know thought or idea behind it. So you know, and that's like most apparent in in something like A Touch of Zen. But you see it in Come Drink with Me as well. So uh, I would definitely recommend checking that out if you have Netflix. The only thing is there's a there's a crucial scene in that where uh, there's a character named Drunken Cat, and he sings to Chang Pei Pei's character Golden Swallow. And he's basically feeding her clues about some bandits that have taken over a temple. And on the Netflix version, at least the last time I saw it, they didn't have the translation of the lyrics at the bottom of the thing. Um, on on every DVD version that I have, those are there. And they're really important. Um, so on my blog, I actually posted uh, the lyrics. So I will link to that under the podcast so that if you do watch it on Netflix, you can find find out what he's saying. Um, hopefully they've, they've fixed that because that's, that's a really important plot point. I don't know why it's not translated or why it wasn't at the time, but for whatever reason. But that's, I think it's a really good movie. And I know I'm kind of going on a tangent here, but, um, but yeah, so my point is, you know, you can check this stuff out on, on Prime or Netflix. And, uh, and I, I, you know, there's a, um, oh, and they got The Delightful Forest too. That's also a good one. You know, it's funny. I thought I did a review of The Delightful Forest, and then I checked all of... I went through all my stuff, and I don't have one. So I don't know... I don't know if I did one, and I accidentally deleted it, or if it just got lost in the ether. So I might have to do a Delightful Forest review. That's a really good movie. I, I, I really enjoyed that one, and it's got a really interesting gimmick. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so... Um, so, yeah, so what else is going on? I've been working on The House of Paper Shadows, and I do want to say we have. Um, I've been working with um, with Jackie Musto, who does the illustrations, and she's really just you know we are very lucky to to work with her because she. she I, I feel like the the Ogre Gate line especially, it, it would not be the same without her artwork, and she just she just uh, uh, showed me the uh, you know I'm, I'm having some of the characters that are in the book illustrated, and um, unfortunately this is a this is an audio medium so I can't really convey it to you through image but she just sent me a uh a, 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 there are a couple of characters called the drunken twins um you know twins are pretty common in in the genre so i kind of like to to draw on that a bit and i wanted to do like some some drunken style characters but uh, uh you know give them a I, there's a little bit of a twist with them and you'll see but but the, but it's a really great image i i think uh it it I saw the image and I immediately started tweaking the characters because there were some things about the image that that modified uh, 
how I how I wanted the characters to, to play out at the table. So I um, so I was sort of inspired by what Jackie did to alter the images, which is something I some I do quite a bit. I, I you know rather than say oh no I wanted it to be this way and have her change the image, I'd much rather if it's a cool uh, a cool thing add it to the book. Um, so so and that happens all the time. I do that a lot. We did that with that. There was another image called the Four Demon Pagoda. Um, and that's just an image for the Lee Fon book that, that shows a, an area in Lee Fon. And, um, and it was in, 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 and she took it in a different direction. Um, and she told me this, like she said, you know, I'm taking it, you know, she, 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 she offered to change it if I didn't like it, but she had an idea and she kind of went with it. And it really, I thought it really improved things a lot. Like I had, I had like something that was, I think what we had in the book originally was maybe a little half baked and, and, and this really kind of you know is it just it just really is a much better uh sort of way to deal with the concept so you know and that again that happens a lot i I think um i think that's that's uh, that's kind of you know it's sort of like the serendipity of uh you know it's it's like one of my the way i like to work with with art generally is if uh you know if, if an artist does something and inspires me i'd rather go with it than than fight against it. Do you know what I mean? Like, like what, like it just makes more sense to, to bring that into the, to the setting, especially if it looks good and it, and it's obviously working. So, um, so yeah. So we also, we have some great, great maps coming up too. We've been doing maps with, um, Francesca Bereld. I, I hope I'm getting her name correct. It's either Bereld or Bereld. Um, but she does excellent work and, um, and, uh, and, and, and I'm really happy with the stuff she did for the Lee Fon book. And she's going to be doing the maps for the house of paper shadows. And, um, and, you know, I was worried because we were kind of not sure where we were going to be getting our maps from for a while. And, uh, and that's, you know, for when you, when you, when you just start a game line like this, it's, it's important to get, you know, to have a good, you know, to have the look be what you want it to be. And, um, and so I was, I was really happy with the way, uh, her stuff came out and so i think we're, we're very fortunate to be working with her as well um and uh and of course rob conley who's doing the hex maps um you know that rob is i i, I his hex ma- i mean everybody knows his hex maps are excellent um but uh but one of the things that people might not realize is how much he keeps me in line in terms of you know i'm very sort of shoot from the hip i i am i am not at all ever about precision or, um, you know, I just, it's not how I am. I have a, I have a very, as a, as a, as a writer and editor, I have a very aggressive personality. And so I'm very shoot from the hip and same thing with world building. You know, I, I, I eyeball all of my maps. And so what that leads to a lot of times is the distance are not, you know, they work enough for me. But when you take all my maps and put them together and try to make an official map, like a big official map out of them, the distances sometimes get wonky. And, and Rob is the, you know, usually the one that sort of delivers the news to me about, oh, well, these hexes need to be here. This needs to be, you know, you, you, know, you can't have it be this way because of this. And so he keeps me in line there um, because he's very precise. He's, uh, you know, Rob is one of the most precise people I've ever met. And, uh, and, he, and he does, a, a, you know, the, the you know again the maps i don't need to sell the maps because uh, people have seen them in you know all over and they're great uh but uh, uh but the precision that he brings to the table really helps like for me for my campaign i don't necessarily need 
precision. That's not how I tend to function. But I, I, I but, but most people I think want want precise. Uh, um, uh, you know, they want that precision, and 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 it's a darn good thing he's 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 there to make sure that it happens because otherwise our maps would make no sense. Um, so so yeah so so again you know it's um you know and I don't know how I got on on this subject but uh, but yeah so I I've been uh you know uh you know getting you know work working on the uh Ogre Gate in book getting you know just sort of s swimming in a sea of images and maps and and now I'm uh, shifting to House of Paper Shadows the House of Paper Shadows won't have any hex maps from Rob because it's just an isolated adventure. But then when we get to the high end book, I'm hoping to bring back Rob and do some more maps with him. So, um, so you know, so so high end, the the House of Paper Shadows book I, I should mention to people it's only going to be 100 pages long and it will be an adventure. It will not be uh, like some of the other books we're doing that are sort of adventure and regional supplement book. This is I mean it's a setting supplement in that it's the House of Paper Shadows, but that's all it is is the House of Paper Shadows. Um, so. So yeah, so it's kind of like it's 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 a little bit uh, I don't know I, I like it I, I think we I think we really did a good job with it and uh, um, I, I think it's 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 a pretty interesting thing um, you know also like I said I've been running a lot of games and and I have three campaigns and one of them is biweekly the other two are weekly but one of the cool things about running the three campaigns is I'm I'm seeing things from other angles now like my campaigns they're linked and they're not linked like i kind of treat them as existing in different realities and the reason for that is i just don't want to deal with the hassle of this group because they're constantly would be bumping into each other but they play on different days and it would just create a nightmare for me so there are still complications that go along with making them separate realities because then in one campaign world you know white browed tigers alive the other one it might be dead and i have to keep track of that so that's always a, a little bit of a uh you know if i don't keep i have N npc tables for each of my uh campaigns and if i don't keep good track of those and i can get lazy just like anyone else then i can run into issues so uh so i always have to make a point of going in and updating who's dead and who's alive and uh it's it's uh it's always a little bit tricky um, but one of the things that, that, that having three campaigns allows me to do is I get to see white browed tiger from different angles. I have to, like, I have to, like in one campaign, he's getting rescued from a prison and he's sort of like a, like a more typical stock character. But then in another, the party's chasing after him for some reason. And I have to kind of think, oh, geez, what is, what does white browed tiger do when he's just like walking through town and where is he going and why? And, and so it, it just forces you to sort of look at things from multiple angles. And I think, uh, uh, you know, which you could do in a single campaign as well, but it just, there's more opportunity for it. And so I just find it's happening more. And, uh, um, and so I, uh, I, I, I think it's helping me develop the setting better because that applies to everything in the setting, not just characters. So, so there's that. And, um, I'm also, uh, uh, you know, working on, um, on a, on a, on, on some, some other game well i don't know if i should get into that i we're working on a supers game which i've mentioned and i'm also sort of i've been i've been thinking about uh variations on the ogre gate uh mechanics and so i don't know if those are gonna or if those are gonna necessarily lead to anything or not um 
But one thing I did want to talk about was uh, somebody had asked me a question. Somebody, somebody that uh, I won't mention the person's name because I, I don't have permission to talk about this. But somebody that I I know through Bedrock Games who has worked with us on things um, uh, asked me a question about about chi energy in the setting, and it got me thinking because I realize the way like sometimes you know I, I will occasionally talk about rulings over rules and 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 how rulings are kind of an important uh thing in 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 the way that that i run ogre gate and i realized that my approach to rulings is i always sort of deal with flavor first so flavor always trumps mechanics um and so if the if the flavor of something uh mandates it then then that's what matters not you know so if something is so just as an example uh there was a question about chi energy and you know like if you have a monster that's susceptible to chi energy uh but you're using a Waija attack. You're not using a Nigong attack. A Nigong is more explicitly about Chi energy. But you got a Waija attack that's um, that's that you know whips a purple strand of of, of Chi energy or something. Um, in that case, you know I would have the monster be affected by it because it's clearly part of the flavor, and it was an arbitrary decision to file it under Waija. It was sort of like, well, it's. It's kind of in this category, but it's kind of in that category, and we can't really decide, so we're putting it here. And so the flavor is the most important thing. And by the flavor of it, there's chi energy there, so it would I would have it affect the monster. And that's the way that I always do things. Um, so I just thought that was worth pointing out because I think if you know that, then you know how I'm going to answer any you know a number of questions related to the game. So so generally speaking, flavor always comes first. Flavor is what I look to first, and then and then the mechanics um so yeah so wow i've been going over 20 minutes now um yeah so i gotta get back to the house of paper shadows but uh but i i I just wanted to kind of have a you know sort of a brief update on things and and ramble a little bit about some you know some things going on i i will try to have some more roundtable discussions as well uh me and kenny who's a player of my monday game he also gms a lot of uh ogre gate games himself and so he and i are gonna have a conversation about GMing Wuxia, and uh, I think it'll be really interesting because Kenny's um, Kenny Kenny knows a lot about the genre, and uh, and and uh, and he has he has a different point of view than I do, slightly different GMing style, and so I think that's that's going to be helpful to people. You know, I have my way of doing things, but clearly, you know, it's just one way. Um, so I think it's always good to get different points of view on this stuff. And I'll and I'll and I'll also do another disposable disciples session where we talk with um, Steve, John, Sabrina, and hopefully Tyler as well. Um, you know, those, I think those are going to be uh, uh, sort of more like uh, after session things. So, like if say we have a session, uh, I'll I'll do a podcast with the group as kind of a companion to the session log. So, um, so yeah. So all right, I'm going to let you go. And I will talk you to talk to you later. And I do hope to have um, the killer review up today or tomorrow. I have a lot on my plate, so um, you know I'll probably have it up by tomorrow or something. But all right, I will talk to you later.